And you're back with Morning Focus with Peter O'Connell. We're here until 12 and between now and then we're going to be focusing on women in business. This feature, Claire Women in Business, is funded by Commission Naman with the television licence fee. So as we've said, we're dedicating the final hour of today's show to the important issue of women in business. We want to explore the challenges and the opportunities um, experienced by women in leadership roles. And we hope that our conversation with our guests will see them share some personal stories, insights and strategies that can um, inspire listeners to pursue their goals. Uh, without being limited by gender. We're delighted to be joined in studio by Helen Downs, CEO of Shannon Chamber, um, Siobhan Duffy, CEO of Element 6, and uh, also by Mary Clifford, MD of Advanced Technical Concepts. So, thank, so thanks indeed for uh, joining us all, um, in or joining us in studio. So, um, Helen, I suppose just give us a bit of background in terms of, I suppose, how you got into business in the first place. Okay, um, uh, just to introduce myself, I'm the CEO of the Shannon Chamber of Commerce. I've been in this position since 2008. Um, prior to that, I worked for a multinational company um, for 19 and a half years, um, World, uh, uh, Thompson Financial. Um, so I suppose I fell into this role um, because at, the point, at that point in time, I was um, exiting the position of HR manager with the Thompson Financial, Financial Services Company. Um, I was on the board of Shannon Chamber of Commerce. They invited me to consider taking on the role as an interim CEO at the time. And I suppose for that, at that time, I stepped outside my comfort zone, decided, yes, this is an opportunity to join the Chamber of Commerce, a not-for-profit organisation in Shannon that has been up and running since 1995. And Helen, have you ever felt um, limited or challenged by gender? Absolutely not. Um, what I did when I joined the role um, with the Chamber of Commerce was, I suppose, essentially stepped outside my comfort zone. Um, historically, having worked with a multinational company, I'd been in that position for 19 and a half years, had a huge amount of support, um, both locally and um, globally, because we were a global organisation. Going into the role with the Chamber was completely different, not for profit organisation, um, a very small team, myself and half a person, my ad, because I didn't have um, full time staff. Um, so it was stepping inside my comfort zone to actually take on the role of the um, CEO. But I had a very um, active board um, who were voluntary um, business executives from the local community to support me in the efforts to actually drive the Chamber to the next level of growth. We're joined as well by Siobhan Duffy, CEO of Element 6. Siobhan, just, um, I suppose, tell us about your current role and um, how, how you got into business. Um, so um, my journey started, I'm 35 years um, with Element 6, so I, which was De Beers Industrial Diamond. So if I go back, um, I, I, my initial focus and interest was in nursing. I, didn't, I wasn't successful. So I, I went down the pursuit of, of science and into the regional, what were regional technical colleges, which are ATUs now, um, in Letterkenny, and, and then on to Sligo to do quality management. And that opened up the magical world of, of science and engineering for me. I was lucky to, um, to get a role in what was De Beers Industrial Diamonds um, in Shannon at the time as a lab technician. Spent about seven years in the production environment, had uh, had an inkling and an interest in getting involved in sales. So continued to um, apply for 
for job roles in that space and um, wasn't successful but I kept trying and, and kept knocking on the door um, and from there then developed in start was was lucky to be the first female in product management roles and um, business management roles 23 years based out of Shannon in Ireland. Um, we changed from De Beers Industrial Diamonds to Element 6 in the year 2000. And then in 2012, they asked me, would I relocate to Texas um, to be business manager, the commercial manager for our oil and gas business, which is based out there. We have a commercial office out there. And that was to bring sort of the networking and the learning that I had picked up across the other businesses and also to try and diversify our customer base because we were very much focused on um, on one particular um, key account. I spent two years there and then the CEO at the time asked me would I come on to the executive committee um, to head up innovation. Um, and innovation, we have a global innovation centre in Oxfordshire in the UK. And actually my first, um, my first reaction to that was no because I was the first um, non-PhD scientist to take on the role um, of, um, of innovation and heading up innovation. And a few years, and my no was obviously not accepted, so I, I did four and a half years in that role. And a few years later, somebody said to me, anytime I quote that I was the first non-PhD, they also reminded me that I was the first female. Um, and like to Helen's point, I've been lucky. I've had good supporters um, along the way. But you have to keep pushing and you, and, you, and you have to keep trying. Then from there, I came back and I was offered, we did a reshuffle in our exec, and I went into sales and mar- I'm exec director for sales and marketing. And some people said, oh, you're only going back to your old role. But it was at a more senior level because I'd been in the senior. So I headed up sales and marketing for the group up until um, 2023. Mid-2022, we were told our CEO um, was stepping down and that they were looking externally for candidates. Um, we were asked if we were interested in applying, had a th- thought about it and, and said, you know, if I don't apply, I'll never know. I might regret so went through a six months process and in February, 20, in, end of January 2023, and um, I was announced as the new um, CEO um, of Element 6. Um, I'm based out of Ireland, but travel, I've had four weeks in the country in 2023, so a lot of travel. And I guess, um, you know, so I'm in my 35th year with um, De Beers Industrial Diamonds Element 6 now. And I've come from, you know, from the production floor to the top. And as CEO, I'm CEO for the group-wide um, company, which is the De Beers Group company. So that's um, my story. So a long, a long, a long one. But yeah, that's it's, my story. It's, it's, it's a great story, Siobhan. And just before we move on to Mary, um, there's real, I suppose, credibility in your story in, in the sense that, as you said, you, you started literally on the ground and it's it's been incremental uh, upwards movement ever since. Yeah, it has. But it, I mean, there's be, there's been gaps, but I guess I suppose there, you know, sometimes you try to re- you reflect as to, you know, what has that come from? I, I guess it's come from resilience and it's come from from from, um, you know, if you don't first succeed, you know, try again. As I said, when I moved from the production floor into the sales, it took it took four or five applications for different roles for me to get there. But um, my, my my persistence and my resilience paid off. And was there ever a time where you mightn't have felt quite as persistent and you might have thought maybe maybe this isn't for me in the long run? Or, or did it actually do you good? Did, did it harden you, if I can use that phrase? No, it definitely absolutely hardens you. But yeah, you get you go through phases where, um, you know, where you get frustrated and you say, well, you know, um, 
not so much as it, is it worth it, but you do question. But um, but it definitely, it definitely. I mean, different experiences, going outside your comfort zone, um, really, really does help you in, in that journey forward. To you, to your point, um, it does harden you. Yeah. We're joined as well um, by Marie, uh, Mary Clifford. So, Mary, give us a bit of background on on yourself. So good morning. Um, so I grew up in Shannon and I, you know, was at Leaving Cert and wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, uh, I had, you know, quite a, so I'd done quite a few science and, and business subjects, but really wasn't, wasn't clear. So um, I did an arts degree, European studies in at the University of Limerick. Um, and thought I'll, I'll do something general and see where I go from that. Um, ended up in Germany then as part of, of that uh, degree. I got the opportunity to do um, what was called both Erasmus and co-op the work experience. So went back um, to Germany uh, for the work experience. Um, I loved, I think from that, I, I realised that I loved travel. I loved different cultures. Um, and so upon graduation, I had an opportunity to work with the European institution in Strasbourg in France. And I thought, why not? Uh, moved to France and I stayed in, at that organisation, the European Science Foundation, for just, just over 13 years. And uh, I loved it. It was very, very international, lots of nationalities, lots, lots of cultures dealing with. Um, I was in the physical and engineering sciences. So so dealing with a lot of really, really interesting scientists that were working uh, on science at a very fundamental level. And as unit coordinator there, I guess um, I really had the bandwidth to create a lot of structures and systems and I really enjoyed it. But um, kind of into, you know, into the, the latter end of it, I, I realised that uh, I, I was travelling a lot as well for, for work and I had two smallies and I realised, you know, I, I probably need something um, a little bit more stable, but also something um, new. I, I, to be honest, I was getting bored. Um, and my father had set up Advanced Technical Concepts back in 1993, and he had some health issues. And he had been kind of saying to me, "Would you be interested in coming back and, you know, seeing seeing what you can do here?" And I literally remember drawing up the pros and cons of, of leaving France and, and moving back to Ireland. And of course, I went for it. I thought, OK, I'll give it five years. I'll see what happens. Um, but little did I know, I, I arrived back in November 2008. So just as the economy was really going south. So it was a roller coaster of a journey then for, for really a few years. Um, but I learned so much and I grew so much and I really didn't have a choice. But um, but I guess, um, you know, as things stabilised and and that, um, you know, I took on the role as, as managing director in, in 2010. And then I went back and did an MBA part time in UL in 2015, just to build my own um, confidence more than anything else. And, and I guess as a, an SME um, leader, you, you wear so many different hats. You're trying to figure out, you know, and I wouldn't claim to be an expert in, in, in any particular area, except that I 
you know, I think I, I, I like systems, I like building structures and, and, and that, but it was trying to see where my gaps were, where I needed help. Um, and that gave me a lot of confidence. Um, I also was devouring, you know, um, business books. Um, and a particular favourite is uh, from, from Good to Great by Jim Collins. And I suppose what really resonated then from that perspective was, you know, getting the right people on, on your bus. And um, so I've continued, um, I've continued, you know, to to uh, learn as much as I can. I, I suppose I've uh, an insatiable appetite for for different areas, whether you know, more recently, I just just completed literally uh, on Tuesday evening uh, a diploma in digital transformation. So it's it's all the time about trying to to see um, you know where the business is going, which is the challenge because things are moving so so fast. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been a roller coaster in many respects, lots of highs, lots of lows. But I wouldn't change it for the world. And all from an arts degree as well. All from an arts degree, but you know, my father had a lot of confidence in me too. And I mean, you you've touched on it there. You've evolved over 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 the years, Mary. And it, is that key? I mean, to kind of oh, absolutely. I I think you have to you have to have a growth mindset. You have to be open minded. You have to be upfront that you you know you don't know everything, and you really are just a conductor. And it's about bringing the best out of people. And and you know, um, I suppose I get my biggest. Um, my biggest thrill almost when I see or people grow and you know um, you see them giving presentations or presenting a morning meeting and and you just see their confidence grow and that that's that's just fabulous um, Helen Downs since you started working in business um, a few years ago at this stage how, how have you seen the sector evolve in terms of um, gender diver- diversity and that sort of things. Um, I suppose I'm in business and working for nearly 40 years now. So the chamber um, as a business model is completely different to what I had historically experienced in the multinational companies. I don't think there's any, uh, there's massive changes in gender um, within every sector. I think companies are very focused on it. I think they have to be focused. It's quite critical for growth. Employees are attracted to companies who have a focus on gender diversity and inclusivity, and it plays a really crucial role in the development of industries across all industries. It's not isolated to any one industry. What I've seen is a huge growth in um, more females joining manufacturing and, and joining pharmaceutical medical device sectors. That's been a massive change from my perspective. But by the same token, I don't think any company is focusing on anything but to develop their people and to include both um, uh, gender, both the gender diversity into their corporations. And Siobhan Duffy, in, at Element 6, I mean, you you want the best people regardless of gender i mean where where does that balance come in okay yeah i mean so for for element 6 i mean our focus to to helen's point that there's a big there's a key focus on the inclusion and diversity innovation is a really important part of of our success and our focus so a lot of focus on material science engineering application engineering and and for for true creativity in the innovation space diversity is key and and diversity is key to success so for us um, um, ensuring that we we have that 
um, gender balance that we have those different views and um, at the table and, and, and that different creativity is, is crucial and, and really important to our success. And just slightly expanding, um, Mary, on the diversity um, <coughs> piece, um, we, li- we live in a, an entirely different country compared to maybe f- even 15, 20 years ago in terms of, um, you know, we've got people literally from all over the world working here in Clare, working across the country. So from that respect, things have changed as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's uh, everywhere around us has, has become more diverse. And I'm a big believer that, that that's a good thing. Um, you know, bringing fresh ideas, um, new ideas, um, not always doing things uh, the same way because, you know, we have the same context. So so that diversity brings different contexts, which creates new ways of, of, of thinking and doing things. Um, and you know that that's important for for future growth. You're listening to Morning Focus on Clare FM with Peter O'Connell. Uh, we're focusing on women in business between now and twelve. We'll take a break. Back very soon. And you're back with Morning Focus on Clare FM with Peter O'Connell. We're here until twelve, and we're focusing between now and then on women in business. We're joined in studio by Helen Downs, the CEO of Shannon Chamber by Siobhan Duffy, the CEO of Element 6, and by Mary Clifford, MD of Advanced Technical Concepts. Mary, um, leadership is obviously extremely important in, in business. Um, what, what specifically do you feel you bring yourself to the table and what do you look for in your, um, in, in your senior people um, at Advanced Technical Concepts with respect to leadership? So I think I mentioned this earlier. I, I do think, um, you know, having an open mind, um, be, be, being willing to, to look at the facts and, and change your opinion based on, on the data. Um, I think that that's crucially important. But I also think you need to be outward looking. Um, you know, you need to be looking at what's on the horizon, what's coming down the tracks and trying to, to figure out, you know, future strategy and, and where future growth is going to come from. And that's not an easy gig. Um, so, you know, then then obviously networking comes into that. But you also need to be extremely, um, extremely focused, really good at time management, um, you know, all, all those those kind of skills. But I guess if I was to pick one, I would say, um, you know, that growth and curiosity uh, mindset. Um. Are, are soft skills important, really? Siobhan? Sorry. Or yeah, Mary, sorry. No, sorry about that. I, I think soft skills are absolutely crucial. Um, you know, you have to you have to be able to get the best out of people. And um, that's not something that that, you know, taught in college uh, per se. It's it's really some people have more of an innate ability than others. But I do believe it can. We, we can all improve on it. So, and it's certainly something I've gotten better at, a lot better than when I started. In, in, in what respect? Um, I, I, I think I was probably much more focused on, you know, maybe data and figures and that. And, and you know, um, whereas now I'm, I'm much more conscious of how I talk to people, how I open, you know, how I'd ask a question or, or you know, try to make it an open question, try try and figure out what's going on in that, that person's, uh, um, you know, life too, and, and the whole context of better listening skills as well. Um, Siobhan Duffy, your, your take on that? 
Yeah, I mean, actually, it's interesting um, where Mary says she's a more, you know, task focused and data focused. I've always been more a people focused. So, so, so for me, the people side has has been. I mean, if you can call it your comfort zone, but it's been what I've led with. For me, it's really important to listen and listen to understand, not listen to react. Give people space. I will never and never have been the smartest person in the room, and particularly um, in an environment where you have a lot of PhD scientists, engineers, um, people who have a lot of experience in, 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 in what they do. So it's giving them the space um, to, to share that, um, to grow that. To Mary's point, it's it's the curiosity and and building on that um, curiosity, and I think for the future of businesses and in in a digital context, Mary mentioned it earlier, is we have to move away from the transactional to the transformational. And the transform part of that transformational is that curiosity, and it is making sure that you use those um, soft skills. You listen. We bring in new talent. We don't bring. We shouldn't bring in new talent to actually shape them into the same as what we have done for the last forty years. We need to bring in that new talent, and 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 take that new experience and that new outlook on on the world and how you can do things and approach things and blend it with what you know what with with, with some of that um, tradition. And. That, that must be a real skill in itself, Siobhan, to have, I suppose, the awareness to not try to impose, you know, your own thoughts or me- or methodology on people to maybe give them that bit of space to show what they can do and to show why you've implied them. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it, it it is a skill and it's not one that comes naturally to everyone. And, and I consider myself lucky in that sense that it is something that comes um, more naturally to me. And it probably has um, fed through into my, you know, in, into my ability to grow and, and to grow myself within um, the company. But it, we there's a lot of focus now on, you know, as part of the HR and the management um, focus on growing talent and and developing um, leadership. And part of that is how can we make sure that everybody in the organisation has the opportunity to thrive? And a lot of that is creating the psychological safety, working with people on the softer skills. So I think that actually that focus on softer skills, psychological safety is, is, is a real key part of the talent management and the talent growth now. Helen Downs leading um, Shannon Chamber, um, you know, numerous, very sizable companies employing many, many people. It's, um, you know, from the outside, it's it's quite a quite a task. What, what do you feel you you bring from a leadership perspective? Just going back to what Mary and to Siobhan has um, said, they're listening. Um, it's it's really critical to the Chamber of Commerce to listen to the companies that we work with. And I suppose to reflect back in 2015, this is why we applied to become one of the 70 plus skill nets that trade across Ireland. Um, and that was on the basis that companies were upskilling and reskilling their employees. And that has become a huge part of what we deliver to support the companies that trade across all sectors in the Shannon and outside the Shannon um, region. And going back to leadership, it's understanding your clients and um, becoming effective as a Chamber of Commerce, becoming fit for purpose, um, being open-minded. And again, the listening and understanding where companies are, um, what their strategies are and what will drive those strategies. And the Skillnet is serving a really good purpose to deliver and support across all sectors. We're currently in a phase of applying for more funding and hopefully by the end of this month, we'll have increased our funding streams to support even more companies. Big emphasis on supporting small to medium-sized enterprises 
sizes. Um, multinational companies have maybe deeper pockets, maybe not, but we're trying to twin the SMEs to understand their growth at reskilling and upskilling will actually support the multinational companies who are investing in the region. So again, really understanding the companies listening and um, delivering to support them. There's big and massive investment going on in training um, across all sectors at the moment and with the amount of investment coming into the region it's really important that we deliver to support that investment as a Chamber of Commerce. Um, Mary, Mary Clifford, um, you, you don't last for as long as you've lasted in a, in a role like this without being decisive. So wh- wh- where, does, where does that come into play? And sometimes decisiveness can maybe be difficult, can be can be harsh, but necess- necessary. For sure, but I think I think we what we do, you know, we 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 work on a strategy. We have a plan. Um, everyone is made aware of the plan. They're made aware of how they can impact and where they they can impact. Um, I'm. I'm a big believer in getting the best out of out of everyone, um, and I think in general people want to do their best. There, there are for sure times where where you know tough decisions have to be made. Um, I think as I've evolved, um, I, I would like to think that I've gotten better at handling those very difficult conversations. Um, no one likes to have them, but. Um, I I do believe you're not doing anyone a service either by dragging out the inevitable. Um, so so you know it is part of of that leadership role. It's it's probably the the least nicest part, if I could say it like that. Um, but it is it is important to you know make make those tough decisions or whatever decision it is. And you know when you make them as a senior leadership team or as a board, that when you walk out the room, whether you agree or disagree, you're all on. We're all on the same wavelength. I, I think that's that's critical too for for the leaders in an organisation. Siobhan Duffy, is is it advisable to, um, in terms of making decisions, making difficult decisions? Do you use your instinct, or do you stand back a bit? Do you listen to other people? How do how do you come to that decision? Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair to, to, to any decision, you have to take a number of approaches. So it is about, you know, to Mary's point, um, it's about having that debate and discussion um, at a leadership team level. Um, sometimes, absolutely, your gut comes in, you know, your gut is definitely, you shouldn't ignore your gut in, in, in any decisions. But um, as you go up the, the scale and from a leadership perspective, it's the, you know, the it's an, it's exciting to have the responsibility, but the daunting side is that sometimes the final say does come down to you, um, you know, as, uh, as, the, as the key leader. Um, and it's important that you, again, going back to that point of listening, it is important that you, ha- you can't just do it on God alone. It is important that you have understood and listened to the facts um, and worked with your leadership team and, and, and listened to, 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 to what the challenges are or what, what that decision is fundamentally about. Um, but not to ignore your gut as well, because um, because sometimes um, your gut is telling is, is telling you something that's important in the overall context. And do, do you um, do big decisions keep you awake at night or can you can you park? Can you leave it at the office door? 
It's interesting, actually. I think that's where that's where age and experience helps, because there was a time and I would say there was definitely a time in my career where I had lots of um, um, sleepless nights over or over work issues. Um, now, I mean, yes, if, if there's something particularly big, um, of course, it will have an impact on you. But in general, no, um, um, you know, work decisions and, and actually in business, there's always something, you know, there's never you, you can say a few you've moved on, but something else will present itself quite quickly. <coughs> so there's always something there's always something at play. Um, so but no, I think um, but I do think that's age and experience helps in, in that context. Yeah. Um, Mary Clifford, you mentioned earlier on um, your your children. How do you how do you get that mix right? It, it's a tough one. I I mean I'm at the stage now where where my two daughters uh, they're 20 and 18 respectively. They're both abroad, um, so it's you know I. I love having them home. I love having, uh, you know, our time together. But it, it's definitely a lot easier now that that I don't have to, you know, manage school runs or uh, after school activities, things like that. It, and I'm I'm a single parent. So, you know, it, I have to be honest, it was extremely challenging, um, especially when when we moved back to Ireland, like they were five and three respect respectively. And um, it it was, you know, for me, I'd come from a not-for-profit organisation into suddenly cash is king and cash really was king. Um, and trying to, to juggle, you know, everything. And like what Siobhan just mentioned, you know, I, I was coming home and I, I wasn't sleeping. Um, so it, it is it is a tough gig. I, I don't I don't think it should be underestimated. But I think, you know, there are there are things you can focus on, like getting some sort of balance, which, you know, is is never ideal. But you, you have to you have to focus on what are the critical things? What can your team do? what you absolutely have to do and you know set set time. I, I actually use block time in my my own calendar for you know personal and 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 company related activities so that I wasn't encroaching all the time on on my personal time or family time um, but it everyone has a different context so they have to figure out what works for them and it is trial and error and definitely with age and experience I suppose and confidence, you know, you you figure out things uh, by by that trial and error. So, and I'm sure there have been times, Mary, where circumstances meant that you had to prioritise work at times. You know, something going on at work that needed to be dealt with today that it might have had you know broad implications, and maybe you couldn't go to. I don't know, the school play or some event that your daughters were, were taking part on uh, in and how how do you how do you live with, how, I don't want to go too far here and not, not say how do you live with that, how do, how do you deal with that? Um, I, I think you, you have to try and you know, use your support structure I mean um, we, we had a fantastic childminder and she was like uh, another mother to them and uh, shout out to Jackie there and you know um, and also my my dad um, who I should have said earlier actually is ex De Beers so he left De Beers and set up ATC back in 93 which I think in itself is phenomenal um, but so so I had a lot of support there um, I generally didn't miss those big occasions because I I 
was able to get away for that hour or two as as required. And I, I know from the chats with my daughters, they feel I was present, especially in latter years. I definitely got better. Um, when when they were younger, they, they would say there was a lot of chats around the kitchen table between my dad and myself around the business and probably felt like 24-7 to them. Um, but we got better at, at um, you know, divisions of, of, of work. And I, I suppose I had to because it, it was encroaching too much. But um, I think being honest, being straight up, uh, you know, at the same time, you're role modelling to them and you know I'm I'm so proud of my two girls um, they have you know they have their moments too but they have a resilience and they see what what uh, can be done and and I think that's that's what inspires me and Helen Downs that's such a great point isn't yeah. it like that role model point absolutely like, um, my role model I suppose for years has been my mom. she's 94 she ran a bar um, my dad is deceased, but she kept seven of us, um, you know, with her during the journey that she uh, was on when she ran that bar. So she's been yeah, and she's still alive and still engaging in what she does on a daily basis. Um, but going back to Mary's situation, I mean, I have the support of my partner, Neil, who's based in Toronto. So we're living in two different continents. So we make it work. Um, without his support, I think it would be very challenging. And collectively, we've got six kids between us, but they're all quite independent. Um, most of them going to university or s- established in their careers. But I think that support is really huge for anybody who is um, in a career and on a career path. And I don't think any woman should let it stifle them. I think if their partner shouldn't change what they want to achieve, and I think going back to Mary's point, we are role models for our children. And I think it's important that they see that missing a school play or not being there on an occasion, it does happen, but it, it's not a it's not a show blocker. It's an opportunity to show that, you know, things and life goes on um, as you progress in your career. And just before we take a break, Helen, do you think that um, if, if your partner wasn't in business and didn't, you know, have a really comprehensive understanding of what you work at, that it might be more difficult I don't think so. My view of the world is that your partner shouldn't change you. You are who you are and I think be yourself. Um, And I think it's made me more determined to actually be myself because there's no one that should stifle you, not your children, not your partner. Um, And I think that's always been my motto. And I suppose that's driven by the fact that I had two parents that worked and all of my family have worked throughout their whole Mm -hmm. lives. Um, And I hope my daughters and my son will actually learn something from where I'm at today because becoming the CEO of Chamber was something that I didn't ever expect to do in my lifetime. I worked in a multinational company in a HR capacity and I decided at that stage for my own kind of, um, I suppose, my own career path, let's do something completely different. And I'm here 15 years later. Mm. It's really fascinating insight. Uh, You're listening to Morning Focus. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in about two minutes. And you're welcome back to Morning Focus with Peter O'Connell, where we're focusing on women in business. We're joined in studio by Helen Downs, the CEO of Shannon Chamber, by Siobhan Duffy, CEO of Element 6, and by Mary Clifford, MD of Advanced Technical Concepts. We're going to focus now for a few minutes on... um, mentoring and Mary Clifford for, from your perspective I mean you've mentioned your your father I assume he would have been your main business mentor or, or is absolutely is he, he he was and he was um, always very supportive very encouraging um, let me make lots of mistakes but you know was always there uh, to listen um, but I've also um, 
early on when I came back to Ireland I had an opportunity to participate in Going for Growth which is run by Paula Fitzsimons and um, supported by Enterprise Ireland and I think more recently KPMG have come on board but um, those kind of programmes um, you know they're invaluable because you're you're in a room with, with other women running businesses who very much get the challenges and, and invariably someone else in that room has experienced uh, a similar challenge and can offer advice um, so you know I, I, I think mentoring I think um, getting an executive coach can be really powerful too um, I'm currently working with one and I think uh, I've worked with, with another another one uh, a few years back but I I definitely think you know sometimes just exploring our own limiting beliefs and, and reflecting on, on different uh, different things can can be really really good way of um, growing um, and yeah definitely I mean I, I would I would you know I, I think use your network don't be afraid to reach out I mean Helen has been fantastic to me any any time I, I needed something or needed some advice as well um, you know Helen often could put me in touch with, with someone else that, that might be able to help so I think reach out don't be afraid to ask Do people reach out to you? And do you give them? Do you have time to give them time? I would always make time. Um, I uh, absolutely. I, I think. I think for me, part of part of my values would be, you know, giving back. Um, and I, I, you know, I would always meet someone over a coffee or whatever it might be, and, and try to to listen and and um, you know uh, ask some some questions so that that person can can hopefully figure out the the way forward. Suwan Duffy, at times during your career have maybe people who lent you an ear maybe during a difficult time, have they played an important role? Was that important for you at, at times? Hugely. I mean, I would say to anybody who's starting off on their career or anybody who's starting on a new career or looking to grow or to develop, people who support you. Um, are key. Um, find someone like, or even if you're considering, you know, from a female perspective, you know, we talk about when if there's a job advertisement and there, are, you know, there are ten, there are ten, ten key um, attributes required for the job. Um, and no disrespect to the male, but if if there's one or two that that it tends to be that if there's one or two that the male can tick boxes that the male can tick, they'll go for the role. In the female situation, unless we can tick the 10 often, or at least eight, we won't go there. So having someone that you can, you know, having a mentor, having someone that you can go and dis I would always encourage people. And I say that at work because we actually have, I mentioned earlier, we have um, a growing potential program and we have a developing talent um, development program as well. And that's about identifying people early on in their career, giving them support, giving them coaching, giving them mentoring. And a lot of them will um, will will spend some time as part of those programs talking to some of the exec and what I always say to them is if there is a role that you think is way out of your reach you know consider going outside your comfort zone but don't don't have your thinking in silence go and find somebody um, whether it be somebody in HR or somebody you trust they can come as far as you know my door is always open they come come as far as me if, if, if they feel that um, you know that they should feel confident enough to do so but find someone that you can that, that you can actually use as a sounding ground to discuss what it might be or if you've got problems or, or a situation at work as well having support having somebody you can go talk to mentors mentors have been a bit key 
key role in 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 my in my development and my growth to the point of coaching um that mary um mentioned coaching is important particularly as you go up um, through leadership because you build your own confidence but it's important that you also see how the how you come across how the how, how you actually present to people because and, and and where you can learn because you can always learn there's never a day you cannot learn and no matter how high actually the higher up you go the more you actually need to be um, alert to um, you know new learnings standing back from how you approach things and 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 look Looking through different lenses as to uh, as how to approach world. Um, the point you made in terms of sometimes maybe um, women looking at what's required of a potential employer and maybe they don't have every one of those skills, whereas sometimes a man might have one or two of those skills. Might be better at selling themselves. Uh, like how how do you address that? Yeah, I think that's where I, th- I, um, I think that's where the mentoring comes into play, and and creating that um, that psychological safe zone for people to be able to to come, and it's and encouraging people, actually, um, you know, over the years, and I think we have come on in 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 in, in the world a lot, and in, in, in this at, at least in the business world, you know, in the past, expressing your vulnerability was seen as a no no. Actually, it's important, you know, if you're concerned, if you're not sure. Um, about something and then expressing your vulnerability people won't know if you don't express it so if you don't actually put it out there people can't work with you to support you so um, so and I think female you know female representation breeds female representation you find if people come for interviews now and they actually meet a panel that has a good um, you know that has a good mix of females and males or they if they're if they're taken on a tour and they meet female engineers that that actually breeds that representation and it gives people the courage to and, and, and gives them the confidence to go forward. Mary, have you ever sat on an interview panel and maybe the person being interviewed doesn't have quite all the skills required, but maybe there's one or two skills or facets that they have that make them really attractive to you as, as an employer? Does that happen? Absolutely. I mean, I would say we hire for for attitude um, because I, I'm a big believer the skills can be can be taught. You know, um, if they've the right mindset and they're open to 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 you know t- taking on those skills, well then. I, you know, I'd rather have one of them or five of them than, than someone that ticks all the boxes uh, but doesn't have the growth mindset or the idea that, well, maybe it can be done differently or, you know, we, we put a big emphasis <coughs> in, in ATC on continuous improvement and all our staff put in three improvements every week. So from, you know, it might be simply labelling something like, a, a, a let's say, a measuring tape so that if it gets mislaid, everyone knows the location it goes back to. But it's it's all, it, it, it's it's really about, you know, again, opening your mind to, to be creative and, and, and bringing new ideas. So definitely we would hire for attitude more than, than skills. Um, Helen Downs, upskilling is a, is a key element of what you do at Shannon Chamber. Yeah, and I think this is industry-led. In 2015, like I've said earlier, we applied to be one of the 70-plus skill nets that now exist in Ireland. Um, the amount of training, uh, the amount of training, and the amount of uh, financial support that we've got from Skillnet Ireland has actually been in growth mode since 2015. Um, 
companies are investing in their people. Um, they're looking to see, uh, you know, what type of skills they need to develop. So we're living in a very, or working in a very competitive landscape at the moment. If employers don't have an investment um, in training and development, I think they're they're going to hurt themselves because employees looking to secure jobs in all sectors are looking at the opportunity to continue their their upskilling um, and that's something that we're focused on delivering over the next few years. Um, I think if if companies were to analyse their employees, it makes employees vulnerable if they don't have the skills to deliver the roles um, and going back to Mary's point, companies are employing for attitude. They don't have to take all the boxes with regard to the competencies that are being looked at. Obviously the job needs to be done but upskilling and reskilling is a big focus for companies um, going into the future. Siobhan, would you prefer in an interview situation somebody to um, acknowledge that they don't have a particular skill that ideally they might have, but that they're prepared to work at, at you know, developing that skill? Or can you spot somebody, you know, trying to sell themselves as having that skill, but, but maybe clearly don't have? Yeah, I mean, with regard to the spotting, um I mean, it's it's. I mean, yes, you can, but it's not. Sometimes it can be difficult. I think going back to the point of, of expressing your of vulnerabilities. I think it's 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 more important to be honest. I know you don't need to have all uh, to have all the skills because that's um you know you you don't walk into every job being able to you you sincerely don't walk into every job being able to tick all the boxes because every company is different. Every every you know if we look at what we've gone through with regard to business cycles two thousand and 2009 then the pandemic I mean we constantly have to transform so you're you're not so um, I think it's it's really important to but to encourage that in the interview process that for for people it's actually okay that they don't take all the boxes because um, how they fit in with your values of the organization you know how their personal values fit in with the values of the organization are they going to be a good fit for the organization is way more important than the actual skills they bring to the table because as both Mary and Helen said I mean that is the focus then for us as organizations to make sure we support them in that that upskilling and, uh, and learning their skills and make sure that um, you know, today is about women in business, but for me, it's really important that I, it, the diversity is really. It's not about. It, it's, it's about supporting everybody in the business, not not just the women. And and as the challenge is, you know, because we, ha- you know, speaking about sons and daughters and 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 people trying to create equal opportunities for um, within their partnerships and their relationships, it's so important that we support on all of that. Um, and, irrespective of the gen- gender. So support on, you know, being able to support families, your health, your leave policies, etc. They're all really important. Mary, what, what motivates you in 2024 when you, when you wake up on a cold January morning in Shannon at whatever time you wake up? What, what stirs you like and what says, yeah, I'm getting up today and I'm heading out there again? You know, we, we run a morning meeting at 8.03 every morning and I just love the buzz from it. Um, we we were in the process, like, trying to get different people to present it and, and just seeing, you know, people that maybe might not be so comfortable with talking in front of others, doing getting up there and doing it and seeing them literally grow, that to me gives me a buzz. If I can, you know... Uh, encourage growth in in anyone, then I'm a very very happy person. Siobhan, the motivation yeah. people, aspect. 
people it's the people it, it, it's the people that get you out of bed and the people that get you in the door to work um, every day and the opportunity to work with people and the opportunities that there are to come back to the point earlier about you know to transform the business and, and doing that um, as part of a team and, 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 and driving forward with the people yeah. Helen is it, is it important for women who achieve in business to recognise that for themselves to feel to feel proud Absolutely. Um, again, going back to, you know, the work that you do, if you're not getting up in the morning and enjoying the idea of going into work or liking what you do, I think you've got a problem from the get-go. And I think it's important that you have that mindset to actually make a decision if you're not comfortable doing what you do. Um, but for me, um, I love the job that I wake up to every morning. I have a great team that I work with and the network of companies that I engage with. Um, they're totally and full on engaged and they've made the Chamber of Commerce what it is today. So I'm very self-motivated um, and I think that probably helps a bit. But the, behind every CEO and a managing director, there is a group of people that you work with. So you don't work in isolation. I think that's important that you're not seen to be alone. Um, so I work very closely with my team and, and the board. Mary, you've got to enjoy what you do as well. I mean, you're not going to stick at it for as long as all of you have if you if you don't enjoy it. No, absolutely. I, I love it. I mean, you know, th- despite all the challenges, um, I get to I get to mold this. So that is such a huge privilege. And, you know, I have an independence and freedom to decide almost what my week looks like within limits. But, you know, so so it's a huge privilege and it's a huge privilege to, to have the trust of a team to, you know, grow a business and, and, and move it forward. And, um, yeah. And just finally, Siobhan, you, you enjoy it still? Oh, absolutely. Yep. It's 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 great fun and work should be. I mean, it, it work should be good fun and uh, and we need to make sure that we create that environment for people as well. Yeah, we have to work hard. Yeah, we have to focus, but there should be some fun there too. Well, thanks indeed, and it, it has been great fun. It's been very educational, I have to say, from my point of view. Um, speaking to to the three of you for for the last hour, uh, Helen Down, CEO of Shannon Chamber, Siobhan Duffy, CEO of Element Six, and Mary Clifford, MD of Advanced Technical. Um, concepts. This feature, Clare Women in Business, is funded by Kamishun Naman with a television license fee. Claire.